Welcome back. This is week 25, episode 25. I always say week because that's what I write on my notes, even though I know it's an episode to everybody else. But I mean, it's a weekly episode, so you know, it's kind of interchangeable. You know what I mean? Don't judge me. Don't judge me for my intros that I still haven't gotten down pat after 25 times of doing this. Uh, you know, welcome back. Um, we're so close. We're so close. Somebody ran up to somebody on the side of the street and they were like, follow this guy's podcast. Follow him on Spotify. We're at 19. We're so close. I don't know why I want to get to 20. It just seems like, it just seems like the thing to do, you know, to go forward and up higher and higher. We want more people to listen to this. So eventually one of these people who aren't from like my friend group, you know, one of these random people from the mystery downloads will finally send us a fucking email. Okay. I want a fucking email from somebody from somebody across the pond. I don't mean to be biased here, but somebody across the pond would be dope. One of these mystery listeners in the other side of the, 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 the world, uh, I was about to say continent, but that wouldn't, that's, they're not connected. So I went to a high school in Kentucky. Don't judge my geographical knowledge. But yeah, I want to get I want to get more uh more listeners, bro. I love doing this. I get excited every week. Every 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 Thursday I'm at work. I just feel like a kid like gearing up for Christmas, you know? I get to sit down here, share my thoughts, people listen sometimes, and it's dope. It's awesome. But yeah, no new uh no new mystery downloads, but we got a few new hotspots. Saw some red dots on the map. Uh that was kind of cool. I almost messed up. Kind of, I'm going off of my uh, weekly routine. I've known I talked about that a couple times, multiple times on here. I go to Dunkin', I get my sandwich, I get my gasoline, my Coke with coffee that keeps me going. This time, I got the mocha one again, which is not great. So I made a cup of decaf because I don't need no extra caffeine. Just need a little bit of caffeine. And I poured the Coke with coffee, coffee and mocha into here because it just tastes like chocolate if you drink it straight. Chocolate with Coke, and it's not great. So I added more coffee to the coffee with Coke. So that's what we're doing. And then I didn't eat the sandwich. Wasn't hungry this morning. Got it. I was. I think I was so focused on getting home to record this that my hunger went right out the window. And they made it perfect. I checked it out. I even brought it in here to my little desk to eat it. Just didn't eat it. Didn't wanna, you know? Didn't wanna, you know? But yeah, we're back. Uh, I want to start this off with one of my easiest things to talk about because I deal with them all week long at my job, which is people, and uh, specifically Florida people, which is like, it's like a Yu-Gi-Oh card of people, you know, it's like a, what are those monsters, I guess, it's like a monster version of humans, if they come from Florida, they're like a Yu-Gi-Oh card as a person, you don't know what the fuck it is, it could be evil, it could look evil and be nice, it could look nice and be evil, it could be a trap card, it could be a summons for another one that comes in from outside, crazy stuff. I had a lady yell at me about lottery last night, caused a big old debacle. I didn't really get in trouble or anything, but it wasn't great. It wasn't a good experience, but that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is something that blew my mind, and it's something that makes me really sad about humans and people in general. Uh, I said this before, I work at a gas station, so I, you know, I see a lot of people with like, you know, alcohol. Like I could, I could tell when you're an alcoholic, when you come in and you smell like beer and you're getting more beer and you're stumbling out. I can't really like, you know, I don't have any power, right? And um, 
I can't like stop you or detain you. And, uh, you know, I don't have, no, I'm not going to, I'm not a therapist. I'm not going to talk to you about your drinking problem at the counter. But, uh, yeah, I feel bad sometimes. And then, uh, I also feel bad when I see like what I can clearly tell are homeless people. They come in and you could tell they just got some money. They got like $6 left and they buy a pack of cigarettes, bro. It makes me real sad. I don't know what else they should buy. Probably food or, you know, some water, stay hydrated. Um, or maybe just even save it, you know? I feel like that's a thing maybe they should do. But I'm not here to judge anybody. I just observe, you know what I'm saying? I'm a little wallflower. I have been since I was in high school and I read that book and I was like, this is me. Um, but yeah, so this lady comes in and she buys a couple things, a couple cups of coffee in the morning, um, little things here and there. And then she picks up this bag of like chocolate covered peanuts, right? And I ring them up and she like looks at the total. She gets all upset. She's like, well, how much were those? I was like, two nineteen. She goes, two nineteen. It says right here that they're one eighty nine on this little price tag. I was like, damn, that that's that's crazy. Like, you know, my bad, I guess. Um, I can't really change the price. Like, I don't have a button for that. Uh, but you know, if you don't want them, I can take them off. Like, I understand. I can talk to my manager about that and make sure they get it fixed. She goes, well, why don't you just ring them up for the right price? And I'm like, well, as I said, I ain't. I don't have a button for that. All right, I don't have a way to do that. I don't have no magic price change button. I don't have the, I don't even think I can do that without a manager here. Like, I think that's a computer thing. I think that's something they need to get fixed. You know, I'll try to explain it to her, but I'm like, listen, you don't have to pay for the chocolate covered peanuts. I can take them off. And she's like, well, fine, just take them off. So this is 30 cents we're talking about, right? 189, 219, 30 cents, right? Bruh. Tell me why. She's like, that's all. And her total goes down. Then she magically finds another $5 to buy cigarettes. Like, excuse me? Weren't you just complaining about the 30 cents on these fucking chocolate covered peanuts? You didn't have 30 cents, but now you have a magic $5 to take, uh, you know, seven days off of your life, you know? You got money for fucking nicotine and tar in your lungs, but you don't have fucking money for sugary covered fucking peanuts, huh? And it just blew my mind. I was like, people really like to just argue about anything. You know, I could see like an argument being like if you go to pay for something and it's like $3, maybe even $5, you know, that's a gallon of gas these days, you know, $5, it's a, that's a big discrepancy. $3 is a big discrepancy. For me, bro, even if it's like a dollar, depending on how much I want the item, I just be like, all right, whatever. Yeah, tell your manager, but yeah, ring it up. I, I want them chocolate covered peanuts, you know, I want that, you know, I want that Coke with coffee that I can't find that I got to buy stupid flavors for because nobody's got it, you know. Yeah, hell, if somebody had the dark blend of Coke and coffee, I'd pay a dollar extra just to have, like, three or four of them. You know, maybe per can, because they're that hard to find. But, yeah, it makes me real sad when I see fucking humans being like, oh, I don't have 30 cents extra for that. Fuck that. But let me spend five extra dollars on these fucking cigarettes. Like, goddamn, what are you doing? And you're mad at me, too, when it's like, I just work here, you know? I don't have a vest. I don't own this fucking gas station. You know, I don't have a vested interest in making sure you don't get your chocolate covered peanuts. You know, people always make it like, uh, people love to be, I don't want to say competitive. I just want to say like, people love to have problems these days. And I can't lie. I'm one of those people. I just choose not to do it with like people that can't solve those issues. You know, like if I'm have a problem with somebody, I have a problem with somebody that's like, I don't know, le legitimately causing problems for me or standing in my way. I'm not going to have a problem with somebody that like, has nothing. Like, I've caught myself before being mad at people. 
I remember this one time, I think it was at the gas station I work at now. I went to get gas and then they canceled it. But like it said on my Apple Pay that it took it, that like the money was approved. But then they were like, no, you got to do it again. I was like, what do you mean? Like I, I have a notification on my phone right here that says you charge me this amount of money. I was like, so like if you're telling me to pay, I'm not paying twice. So you need to give me a receipt. This So it was like you voided that or it's not there anymore. And uh, man, it took this kid like, I don't know, 15 minutes for them to give me a receipt. And I told him just like, don't even worry about it. And like nobody, that nobody would help this kid. You know, nobody would help him out. And I caught myself being mad. And finally, I just looked at him. I was like, hey, dog, you know what? I'm sorry nobody here will help you. And I'm sorry that nobody trained you well enough. You know, I feel bad you're in this position. And I'm not mad at you anymore. You know, maybe that was a dick thing to say. But, you know, I was pissed, bro. I was pissed when I got a notification that said money's already out of my account. Now you're saying, no, you got to pay again. Fuck you mean, bro. You got to pay again for that fucking training they didn't give you. But on the lines of, like, people being mad at other people, right? I gotta say this. Um, I don't have TikTok. I've said that before. But I get on, like, Facebook and YouTube. You know, fucking Boomer on fucking Facebook. You know, my buddy Brett, I was listening to his podcast this week. And he said the same thing when he brought up that he uses Facebook. It's like, if you use Facebook, there's this underlying... uh, there's this underlying stigma that, like, you're a fucking, you're a boomer, bro. But, you know, like he said, bro, we grew up with Facebook. I remember when I was in, like, sixth grade, that was, like, the coolest thing ever if you had a Facebook. This is, like, the new thing, bro. Now it's just old people in Farmville. Is Farmville still a thing? They probably got a new game on there. Fucking Metaverse took over. People playing for fucking Farmville in VR. That's got to be lit, bro. For real. That's got to be a, a good time playing Farmville in VR. But anyways, there's something I keep seeing, whether it's YouTube shorts or little Facebook videos. Um, just a, I don't know if this is a trend or maybe it's become like a new norm. But um, let me start off by saying I'm a little bit overweight. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not a gym guy. I don't go to the gym. I've had a few gym memberships in my life. And unless it's like a 24-hour fitness or someplace I can go in the middle of the night, I'm generally not going because I don't like, I don't like working out around other people. I don't know why. It just makes me uncomfortable. I feel very judged. I feel like there's a lot of like gym bros that are like, hi, look at this fucking fat ass. Or, you know, uh, maybe it's like attractive females. I'm like, man, she's kind of cute. And then they're looking at me like, man, look at this fucking out of shape ragamuffin looking motherfucker, you know, the fuck out of here. Why are you looking at us? Are you objectifying us? You know? And, uh, yeah, man, I just never went. The only time I felt cool about going to the gym was when I worked at this Navy base in Chicago and I could use like this gym, like whenever I wanted, well, not whenever I wanted, but like when I get off work and like, uh, there'd be nobody there. I could play basketball, you know, by myself, like a fucking loser, a Kobe in the gym, shout out RIP. Um, and then they had like exercise bikes and treadmills and weightlifting equipment. I could use all that shit. Nobody was in there. And it was such a big place that even if there was people in there, I was like, they're 300 yards from me. They don't give a fuck about me. Uh, but the thing that pisses me off, right? This is my biggest trigger on the internet that I have right now. It pisses me off every time. It's these fucking gym videos, all right? And there's like three subsets of these videos I hate. Number one, this is my biggest pet peeve. Is like someone else's pet peeve. 
they'll fucking film themselves recording, uh, what's it called? A PR or a max, like a personal record. Or this is my max weight I can bench. They'll fucking record themselves doing this, right? And then, like, the guy will, I guess, touch the bar too early. Even though in literally almost every video I see someone get mad at someone for, like, touching the bar to properly spot them. They're not lifting that shit. They're not gonna finish the rep. They're gassing out. They're about to fucking crush their esophagus with this fucking, you know, bench press bar. What the fuck's that called? I forget what it's called. But the bar for the fucking bench press. I used to lift weights when I was, like, 16. I know what I'm talking about. But anyways, the spotter's, like, supposed to save his ass. And, like, every single video, these dudes fucking stall. Like, they're not gonna finish it. They're stuck at halfway. They're not progressing. They're just... They're basically just keeping this shit from killing them is what they're doing, right? And they'll touch it. And these dudes will get up and they will throw the biggest fucking temper tantrum. And I'm not gonna... A lot of people go roid rage. Listen, I'm not gonna stoop to that level, right? I don't care if you're natty or not. I fucking almost threw up saying that sentence. I don't give a fuck if you're natural or if you're on the juice, alright? I really could give a fuck. My point is that regardless of roid rage or not, you are a grown adult lifting heavy things and now you're throwing a temper tantrum because someone saved your life because someone touched a bar listen i get that like the gym is all about self-improvement and breaking new goals right you're breaking your fundamental rule by filming this shit that's not for you bro don't lie to me and say oh this is just for me it's not you're gonna go post that shit you're gonna share it in a group chat so everybody can fucking you know tickle your nutsack like oh my god bro it's so heavy i can't believe you did that it's sick bro how much fucking pre-workout did you take before that it's fucking sick dude i can't believe you lifted fucking 400 pounds fucking awesome dude sick fucking form dude that guy's a fucking idiot why'd he touch the bar get the fuck out of here you know what i mean Get the fuck out. Go take a lap, you know? You're worrying about all this fucking weight. Like, go do some cardio. Go take a fucking lap and think about how fucking childish you are, right? Now, I get it. In some cases, maybe, you know, people don't understand what you're trying to do. Or maybe you didn't explain it well enough. Or maybe that person's just like, you know, maybe they're not like you. Maybe they're not a giant fucking tool that needs to, like, post every single one of their accomplishments on the internet for everyone to see that you can lift a heavy, like, fucking cool, bro, cool, you know who I care who can lift heavy stuff, like, those dudes in those strongman competitions, where they have, like, spherical rocks, that weigh, like, 200 pounds, that it's, like, they have to use, like, their legs, I just looked down, because I was trying to, like, pan, I'm pantomiming this, once I get a, once I get a fucking camera, dude, and this shit, like, you guys are gonna see my full scale of, like, making fun of these people, unless there's, like, a giant rock that's spherical, spherical, shout out, uh, Drake and Josh, but only Josh, fuck Drake, that guy's a weirdo now, spherical, so it's a spherical rock, right, and it's fucking huge, and they have to use, like, their legs, their elbows, I saw one dude try to, like, you know, shimmy it up his, his tummy, you know, because, like, when you're that tough, bro, when you're that fucking big and fucking jacked, you don't have abs. You just have, like, a fucking tummy that's pure muscle. He tried to do that shit, bro. He fell over, and that shit, like, slammed on his chest. Like, any normal person would be dead. They'd have fucking eight crushed ribs that puncture their lungs. But this dude's got fucking four inches of just pure fucking ab muscle, right? And uh, he just gets back up and starts lifting it again. Those are the guys where I'm like, damn, that's crazy, bro. How much can you lift? That's fucking, you're a fucking superhero. 
you're insane. Like the mountain, bro. The mountain and what was it? Eddie Hall. They had a boxing match. Neither of those dudes can box, but it's like, yeah, let's see who can just throw fucking muscle around. I was a muscle fight, you know? It was crazy. If you're just a fucking, <laughs> it's like my favorite thing. It's like dudes who lift at the gym like this that complain that people touch their bar on their max set. Like they're just swole to be a fucking waiter at Olive Garden. Like they're not even doing shit with it. If you're like maybe even a firefighter, maybe I would, I want to say military, but like I'm not trying to be a dick here. I know support the troops, but like, let me say this. There's a bunch of people in the military that like really don't do shit. They just sit behind desks or they do like shit that has nothing to do with physical activity. And like, I'm not trying to shit on them. I'm just saying like, you're also swole for no reason. Like you're just jacked because you're in the military. So you want to be in the military and jacked. I get it, I get it, but guess what, there's probably a guy who flies a drone that drinks like four fucking Red Bulls a day, who plays Dungeons and Dragons on the side, that probably is like, you know, you know, more important to the country's security than like some guy who's like, I don't know bro, communications guy, or you fucking stand watch, bro, I'm sorry, if you stand watch at a base, that's gotta be a lame job, on the like, lists of jobs, what do you do, I check people's IDs all day long, like, oh, like, important people? Like, nah, even, like, civilians that work here. I always thought that when, like, somebody checked me in at the base I worked at. I was like, what do they think I do here? Like, probably nothing. My car was disgusting. It was full of trash and bullshit. And, like, how the fuck did this guy get a job here? But it is what it is, baby. Um, But, yeah, fuck you if you're fucking yelling at some random guy who touched your bar on your set. Yeah, how about this? Be strong enough to lift it next time. <laughs> Use that as motivation. That's what I would do. You know, y'all pissed off. Why don't you use that fucking anger next time? Get that bar up. How about that? Fucking idiot. Second thing I hate. This was like two and three because they're exchangeable. It's like when people get mad that like someone walks in front of their camera while they're doing some shit. It's like, dude, stop. Like, I don't know. There's a very small argument for like, oh, I'm checking my form. Most of these people are already pretty fit and jacked. If you don't have your form down by now. You loser, okay? You fucking loser. You gym loser, okay? I'm gonna put that shit on your locker. Here is the gym loser, you know? The biggest loser, if you will. Callback. Anybody remember that show? That show was different, bro. That show was, like, inspiring back in the day to get a bunch of, like, fat fucking people and, like, uh, show how much weight they can lose and shit. Nowadays, you couldn't do that because it's like, oh, it's fat shaming. They're making them lose weight. It's like, no, they're fucking making sure these motherfuckers don't die at 45 from a heart attack, all right? That show doesn't exist anymore. I think about that a lot. I don't know why, but, like, that was always on in my house. When I grew up, it was, like, the the second wave of, like, American TV, where there was, like, some actual good shit, like, you know, Old Survivor, The Amazing Race, Prison Break was coming on. That was a great fucking show. The Biggest Loser. You had some cool shit out there. Now it's just all a bunch of reality shows of fucking retards with cameras. They're like, hey, look at our fucking life. We're better than you. And then you got people like this on the internet where, like, their content is them squatting heavyweight. So everybody in the comments go, Oh, fucking good job, bro. That's a sick set. Fucking lot of weight. A lot of reps. Love to see you. Great form, dude. Great form. Losers, bro. Losers. And I get it, you know? But then again, I don't. Because all these people will say, like, it's not for it's not for me, bro. It's I, I, I don't do this for other people, bro. I do this for self-improvement. I do this to make myself feel better. Really? Why do you post it all over the internet, too, huh? Make yourself feel better? Or is this so everybody looks at you and you go, oh, he's fucking jacked, bro. He's fucking jacked. You look great, bro. If you're doing it for yourself, you wouldn't need other people's approval. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying, bro. 
I'm just saying, you don't, like, you don't need to yell at people for walking in front of your camera. Why don't you just not fucking film in a public place that's designed for people to traverse through, you know? Yeah, you never had, none of these gym bros ever had somebody, you know, call out their bullshit like this. Maybe they have, but I think the difference with me is, like, even if you're yoked off steroids, I'd be like, that's cool, bro, like, that's good for you, you know? Like that guy, like that big guy who's like, I use steroids, that fucking, I don't know, what is he? He's like German or some shit. He's like, I use steroids. <laughs> that was like more Russian. I use steroids to make myself big. And we don't do this for you. We do this for us. And if you judge somebody, that's body shaming. If you judge somebody for being too swole, that's body shaming. That's true, bro. I can't disagree with that, but it's funny as fuck, too. It's like, oh, this guy's way too jacked. Are you body shaming him? Like, no, we're just laughing at the fact that this dude looks like Johnny Bravo. Like, get the fuck out of here, dog. These people all say it's for themselves, but they film it and they fucking put it on the internet for potential. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give them that much credit. Potentially millions of people to see. And, you know, then you got these guys that are like, uh, or girls, you know, this is a, this is a, this is a multifaceted issue. All right. This isn't just dudes. I've seen girls do this shit too, where they're like, they're posing and shit. And then, like, people will look at them and they'll be like, why are you fucking looking at me? It's like, well, you're fucking posing in a mirror in a public place. Like, you know, it, it's, a bit, it's a bit strange. It's a bit weird. This isn't, I didn't know this was a bodybuilding competition where everybody judges each other's physiques. You know, I thought we were all just in here burning calories and going home. But, um, the thing about that is you'll see, like, it's mostly dudes. But I've seen some women do this, too. It's cringy. Just see them like do this shit and somebody ask them to move and they'll be like, bro, I'm like, I'm flexing here. I'm flexing here. I'm trying to, sh I'm trying to get my progress. I have a pump right now. I am, I got to document this pump and my prog, and my progress. Pump, 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 progress. It's a lot of P's right there. But yeah, bro, they'll say that shit. And it's like, are you though? Because you're, this shit ended up on the internet, you know? So it's not just for you. Clearly you had other intentions with this. And it's like most of the time they'll be blocking like a walkway. Like, I saw this one video, this dude was doing it in, like, a locker room. Most gym locker rooms where, like, these mirrors are, like, fairly narrow. And you could tell he's standing a few feet away from the sink. And this dude just walks behind him. He's like, are you gonna fucking move? Like, what the fuck? So then fucking buddy that was flexing, like, takes out his fucking AirPod or his fucking Raycon earbuds. And was like, would you say something to me? And the guy did what I would do. I was like, yeah, I asked if you were gonna fucking move. You're standing in the middle, like, flexing in the mirror. Like, oh, bro, 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 I'm just taking my progress, bro. I'm, I'm taking a selfie, bro. It's like, get, shut the fuck up. No one cares, dude. Like, you look like a tool bag, bro. If this is like the middle of the night or very early in the morning and nobody's around, like, I guess I wouldn't care. Do whatever you want. But it's like, if this is a busy time, people are walking by, you know, fuck your pump. You know what I mean? Nobody gives a shit. Nobody fucking cares. You look like a tool bag. And my favorite thing is I've seen, like, some YouTubers that I follow uh, Philion, especially, shout out, love his content, uh, he talked about how, like, even he realizes that he used to be a fucking tool bag, taking pictures of himself with, like, Prime, you know, after he, like, hadn't eaten all day, got a good pump in and lighting with his shirt off and posted it on Facebook, even he understands how cringe that is, because it's fundamentally flawed against, like, this goal they're trying to claim, it's like, oh, I'm doing this for myself, bro, I don't do this for you, bro, it's like, I'm pretty sure you do, I'm pretty sure you do this to get chicks, and to brag to, like, a bunch of other people that are out of shape, like, how much you can lift. And, like, oh, well, at least I'm not this guy. Then I'm that guy. So, this is the perspective from that guy. You look like a tool bag. I might be out of shape. I might be uh, looking like a ragamuffin these days. But at least I'm not a tool bag. 
at least I don't fucking, you know, at least I don't do shit like that, you know. But yeah, fuck that. And if you're one of these people, please stop. Stop it. Get some help. Meme knowledge, you know. And it just blows my mind because it's not like I really care. I, I mean, I do. I'm fucking taking up like 10, 20 minutes to talk about this shit. <laughs> but it's more like a trigger for me. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? No one cares. There's a mil- like, literally, there are millions upon millions of jacked, like, good-looking dudes. I don't think that, like, you're not separating yourself. You're just going into a different category. Like, for me, I'm like the Post Malone, well, not even, Post Malone's rich and famous. But let's even put me, like, Post Malone has face tattoos. Like, Post Malone's face looks like this wall. Um, When I was in middle school, it was like in-school detention. Bro, it was like these, it was like a cubicle from hell, bro. And they would stick you in these motherfuckers. Anybody that went to my middle school in bumfuck Kentucky knows what I'm talking about. They were like stalls and cubicles of like bright white walls but the ones in the back people would ride on when that bitch would get overflowed because they couldn't see you 24-7 you know what I mean they'd walk around like every 30 minutes but like you can get a lot you can write a lot of shit on the wall but yeah that's what Post Malone's face looks like is like the old in-school detention walls in my middle school and that dude can get like any girl he wants now he has a lot of success and I'm sure you know people are fond of him because of what they see on the internet but my point is that these dudes all act like they're gonna be the next rock or the next fucking uh, Chris Evans. Or uh, who the fuck is Thor? Liam Hemsworth? Chris Hemsworth? One of the Hemsworths, you know? You're not. You're not, dude. You're fucking not. You work at Olive Garden, you know? You do what I do, basically. You have a fucking job. You don't do shit, bro. You're not in competitions. You're not a fucking... Most of you aren't firefighters. Most of you aren't fucking doing anything that will require that much muscle. You just... You know, it always blows my mind when you hear people talk about the gym and, like, why... Like, it's also, like, why Americans are so fat and why, like, a lot of people in first world countries are fat. It's because, like, back in the day, people used to have to do, like, manual labor and they burned a lot of calories. But nowadays, you can just eat fucking food and sit around all day so people get fat, like me, right? So they have to simulate hard work and, uh, you know, manual labor, It's like, bro, you go and move things around for a few hours a day just so you're, like, not fat. And that's a good thing. But, like, don't, it's not that deep. You know what I mean? It's not that fucking deep. And, you know, the same people that say it's about personal improvement and that it's only for them are the same people that post this shit on the internet and make a big deal about somebody touching a bar when they were clearly about to fucking die from 400 pounds going on their fucking throat. Okay? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's my gym rant, and it's 1,000% dork moves. Any of those things going on the list of dork moves, you know? Don't be that fucking guy at the gym. In all honesty, alright, I'll amend this. Maybe you can record yourself and take pictures of yourself after a good pump, but, like, don't tell me that it's for your, like, don't tell me it's strictly for personal improvement, you know? Be honest and tell me, like, nah, I'm gonna post this shit. I hope this girl sees it. Or tell me, like, I'm gonna post it just so people know I'm ripped. Be honest with it. Don't tell me it's strictly for personal improvement, you know? If it was strictly for personal improvement, like, that's what I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to get, like, jacked. Maybe not jacked, but I've always wanted to get, like, in really good shape because I've never been in really good shape and just never tell anybody and then just, like, show up to my high school reunion just fucking, like, you know, fit. Maybe not even fit. Maybe just, like, Robert Pattinson from The Batman, you know? Just decent looking, you know? A little bit of muscle, a little bit of tone, but not over the top. But I've never looked like that. 
And I wouldn't share it with fucking anybody. Maybe I would in private, you know? Girl here, a girl there. But I wouldn't fucking... I'm not posting selfless... Selfless. Fucking Jesus Christ. It's just the phone. I've died. That's It's a selfless photo. It's just the phone. I'm not in frame. <laughs> That's a new trend. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not posting like shirtless selfies, bro. That's not me. That's not me. That's never been me. Um, I'm just not that guy. I think that's a tool bag move, you know? That's like uh, that's like high up on the list of like douchebag moves, you know? I had a friend in high school, one of my best friends, uh, drove me to school every day. That dude was yoked as fuck. He was shredded since the time he was like 12 years old. That man's never took a shirtless picture in his life, bro. Never. Never once, bro. Never. And he was shredded, bro. Like, absolutely shredded. You know? Never, never did that once. And I respected that, you know? And that, it is what it is, you know? You are who you hang with, you know? Jesus, that was like 20 minutes of a gym rant. Yeah. Are losers still getting heart attacks from fucking dry scooping fucking pre-workout? That shit was hilarious. Maybe not hilarious, but it is fucking kind of funny. If you get a heart attack because you dry scooped your pre-workout, that's just natural selection, you know what I mean? You're a fucking moron. Oh, yeah, fucking 800 milligrams of fucking caffeine and bullshit. That'd be dope. I need a gamer to do that. A gamer to have a heart attack on G Fuel live on stream, you know, as he gets a dub. You know, it's just peak excitement, peak peak caffeine kicks in, and boom. You just, whoa, dude, I snapped my fingers and my laptop screen went black. That was fucking cool. That made me feel like fucking Professor X. But yeah, I'm all down for that. If you get a heart attack because you dry scooped fucking pre-workout, loser. Oh, I had to pour a little bit more. You hear that? ASMR. Yeah. That's a bit I'm never going to let live down. If I have a chance for a little bit of ASMR in any video, it's like, now we'll listen to the sounds of fizz from my Coke and coffee in this cup. And it's already over. There you go. There's your ASMR for the week. Now, I did just touch on this at the beginning of the gym rant. Um, I couldn't really find a lot of things to uh, poke fun at or cover this week. Uh, I got a few episodes in the works, but uh, I want to do them, like, really well. And I have, like, a problem with, like, writing. I don't know if you call it a script. Like, a lot of YouTubers I follow, I can tell they use, like, scripts. Well, like, making a video is a little different than doing a podcast. Because a podcast has got to be long form. It's got to be put together. There's a bunch of cuts in it. I don't know. That turns into, like, an audio book or something, you know? You want this to be fluid. You want it to be, like, a project. Not that you can't plan something out, but I have a bad problem. Like, when I listen back to the Batman episode, uh, like, when I did the character analysis, I don't know what number it was, but it's been about a month ago. Uh, uh, I feel like that episode could have been better. I was just like, I bounced around too much. Like I had too much shit written down and I didn't write it in like, you know, sequential order. I just kind of fucking wrote it down. I was like, eh, you know, I'll, I'll freestyle this. So I have a few episodes that like I want to do right and I want to do them well. So I need to get more well-versed. So maybe, maybe practice a little bit. I don't know if you do that. I'm, I'm, I'm more of an Allen Iverson guy, you know, practice. Talking about practice, practicing for podcasts. We do this shit live, baby. We go right off the fucking... We're semi-pro, you know? We don't practice. Although we should. That's not a good... Maybe if you're professional, you don't need to practice, but... But yeah, so... 
um, instead of that, instead of these episodes and be half baked. Sorry, I had a little brain fart while I was drinking my my coke with coffee right now. Instead of doing that, I figured I'd share with you guys uh, some stories. You know, I have a lot of stories, a lot of good stories too. Like I have so many good stories that I don't want to waste yet. Um, not maybe not waste. That seems that seems rude. I'm sorry. You lovely listeners, uh, everyone that listens to this podcast right now, uh, you're not a waste. You deserve these stories, right? Maybe, um, uh, maybe what I'm trying to say is I have a lot of stories that I think are really funny and really good, and I would hate to, you know, I'd hate to use them early, you know. I'd hate to, like, if you watch Naruto, you don't start with your Kekai Genkai, you know. You don't bust out the Sharingan immediately if you don't need to. You know what I mean? You know, Hashirama's not using wood release right off the bat, you know, he's gonna go, you know, shadow clones, he's gonna, you know, use some summons, or, you know, throw some kunai, you don't go right off the bat, you know, you don't use a finisher as the first, as the first move, you know, so I have a lot of stories like that, that I'm kind of keeping, some I need to, you know, have clearance with people to tell, some I might even need to, like, there's one story in particular that is hilarious looking back on it, but I'm pretty sure I need to talk to a lawyer, uh, to see, like, what's that called? Statue of Limitations, you know? I might need some legal advice to see if I can ever tell that story, uh, you know? It's nothing that bad. I know people's minds are probably racing. It's not that bad, but it's pretty fucking bad. It's not great. I'm not proud of it, but it's fucking, like, it's such a good story. It's hilarious. So I figured, I was talking to a buddy of mine. Uh, he listens to the show. Uh, he's actually listened to everything I've ever made, whether it was, you know, shitty rap music back when I was 13 or, you know, uh, uh, any podcast, any music, anything, right? Uh, he's actually, uh, funny story about this gentleman. Uh, I'm not going to say his name. I don't know if he wants his name said. He should, he will be on the pod eventually. You have my word. He will be hopefully the first in-studio guest we ever have. But, um, anyways, he was actually in a closet when I was 13. I used to record in a closet at this guy's house. <laughs> and uh, I was recording a song and he was hiding underneath all these clothes and scared the shit out of me, bro. And it was like a running joke for the longest time. Because like a 13-year-old Dave like was like mid-rap. Terrible rap. I probably wrote in like science class or something, right? Mid-rap. And I just get scared. I just go, oh shit, man. And I like run out the uh, run out the closet. And for like years on end, anytime something happened, like everybody would be like, oh shit, man. And yeah, it was funny as fuck. I still remember that. But um, I was talking to him and he came up to visit me when I lived in Chicago. And I moved to Chicago when I was, I think I was like brand new 19, like fresh 19, you know. I graduated high school. And, uh, after I graduated high school, I lived with a couple of buddies of mine and their mom at this like really, uh, shitty house, not trying to be rude, but it was a shitty house. And I was, you know, part of the reason to blame, but it's just real shitty, dirty house, uh, wasn't great. But, uh, I was like, Oh, my parents are moving. I don't, you know, I don't want to go with them. I want to be on my own. I'm gonna do this and get a job. Right. That didn't work. So like halfway through the year, uh, like after I graduated, I like got into the, you know, got into some trouble with the, with the, with the feds, with the, with the cops, um, like back to back. And, um, eventually like my mom found out cause like I'm from a small town. 
So, like, your name gets printed in the paper even if you do, like, a misdemeanor. Some real fucking bullshit, bro. They just dox the fuck out of everybody who gets charges. Um, I guess it's public record, but I think that's kind of shitty to be like, hey, here's a section of criminals. These are all the criminals in your community. And I knew eventually they would find out because my grandma and my grandpa got, like, the paper, like, old people shit, get the paper every every day, right? And this happened, like, back-to-back. So, it's like, okay, once they might have missed. They're old. Twice? Probably not. They're gonna... We're gonna see one of these. So, finally, she found out. So, I moved down to Florida with my mom. I live down here in the same town I'm at right now. Uh, but when I was 18 for, like, six months, right? Saved some money. Um, kind of just started a new little life. You know, started fresh again. And somehow I got convinced to move back to my hometown which to this day ranks like number three on like all-time dumb decisions of my life. And I remember when I was leaving, like I still remember my mom crying and I was crying because like I didn't really want to do it, but like I lived in the same town like from when I was like first grade till I graduated high school. And like I said before, I would leave every summer to go visit my dad in Vegas so I was always like somewhat of an outsider because when, you know, when you're a kid and summer break happens, that's like where you really like connect with your friends. You do a lot of shit. People went to the fair. Like I didn't go to the county fair, which was like, like it's so fucking lame because it's such a small town. But it was also like the biggest thing each year that everybody like, did you go to the fair? Like, I've never been to the fucking fair. Never once in my life. I didn't go to a county fair until I was like 16 years old in high school. And it sucked. It was fucking stupid. It was boring. Waste of money. You just walk around, talk to girls. It's stupid. But anyways... I remember my mom was crying, I was crying, but, um, you know, it's all I knew, all my friends were there, I had some sort of clout back then, before, like, clout was a thing, and I knew a lot of people, I had a lot of connections, you know, this and that, and I moved back, and then I moved back, and, like, two days after I moved back, it was just, it all went to shit, I had nowhere to live, I had nowhere to stay, the plans I made did not work out, and, uh, my buddy, uh, I think I've said his name before. Fuck it. I don't know if anybody can really get mad at me. This is like a nice thing he did. Uh, but my buddy Calvin, really good friend of mine, uh, he let me move into basically like his bedroom. And we shared his bedroom. And I worked at, <laughs> I didn't work a whole lot. I was doing, you know, just random shit. Like, I wouldn't say I was selling drugs. But, you know, I was like, I was like a taxi service for drug dealers. You know, a lot of people didn't have cars. They just called me. And, you know, I get some gas money, some weed, uh, and a little bit of money. I just drive them around all day, take them where they need to go, here and there, blah, blah, blah. You know, I was like baby driver, you know. <laughs> I was like Ansel Gort, you know. That's what I was, you know. I was just middleman and driving around, shit like that. I worked at McDonald's for one week, and I quit. And you're like, Dave, I thought you were going to tell the Chicago stories. I needed to give you the backstory first. So, anyways, I ended up, you know, just hanging out doing a whole lot of nothing for a while, and, uh, like I said, I worked at McDonald's for, like, a week and quit, and eventually, I was about to run out of money, I had no prospects, I didn't want to work at some shit job, I was smoking weed, so I couldn't work at, like, a factory or anything that made, like, decent money, and, uh, you know, I just kind of felt like, uh, I made a mistake, I felt real stupid, uh, a little bit ashamed, kind of felt like I was proving a lot of people who didn't like me right, or, you know, maybe letting some people down. And, uh, 
I remember this one day real vividly, man. I just kind of broke down. I went into like the upstairs of this house and found a corner and just like started crying hysterically. I called my mom. I think I contemplated like selling all my shit and joining the Navy or something. So my mom talked to my brother and my brother ended up letting me come move in with them in Chicago uh, because they were stationed there in the Navy. And uh, he let me live with him and he got me a job at this Navy base. Uh, pro like on paper, probably the best job I've ever had in my life. I was like a department of defense employee. I had a 401k vacation time, you know, all kinds of prospects, blah, 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 blah. I don't really like talking about it because like on paper is a great job, but I remember, uh, you know, like in the military, you get orders every like so often, every, you know, three to four years, you move to different places. And I remember when it was time for like my brother to leave, man, I had finally got my own apartment. I got out on my own feet. I was doing my thing up there and uh, I was still working this job. And it's like, as soon as my brother left, everybody in that, like maybe not everybody, but the management in that office, because my brother was a manager at a different part of this base at like a, at a store. Like if you're in basic training where you buy like your deodorant and you know, your toothpaste and your toothbrushes, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Um, but they were like right next to each other and I worked in like the photo lab. So like if you, if you, fun fact, if you join the Navy anytime from like 2016 to 2018-ish, right after Lil Peep died and X died. It's somewhere in 2018. So for those two years, if you ever joined, I probably took your picture, saw your picture, sold your family a coffee mug with your picture on it, any type of that shit. So that's a fun fact. Uh, and as soon as he didn't work at the other store anymore, these people just treated me like shit. And I talked about it before. I had this really cool setup where I would make products. I would order new things. I did a lot of hard and creative work. And then just because, you know, people they hired this little fucking short fucking like 18 year old bitch. She reminded me of like all the girls that didn't like me and I didn't like in high school. Just these popular fucking annoying stupid fucking bitches bro <laughs> and because she didn't like her job she complained that she wanted to do what I did or they should rotate or some bullshit bro and they just like took my whole little department I had made and created and boosted the sales for and just kind of made like oh everybody can do this now and I still remember being upset and they told me I had no reason to be upset and yada 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 fuck that shit I'm still salty about it because like that was a young Dave who was motivated and had like a somewhat of a passion for it. Like I saw myself doing that for years. And only getting better with it. Only doing new products. And you know. It just didn't work out you know. And uh, as soon as he left. I just felt like I was getting treated like shit you know. And I felt like you know. People didn't believe me. And I was always fighting. And uh, yeah I just remember working. Like I still remember this time that like. There was a few people I worked with there that I really still respect and like wish I could talk to these days. Um, and uh, I just remember one time I like kind of stood up for myself and I like went against the grain and like had somewhat of an argument with my manager where like I would say other people said I was in the right. And like I know me being like 19 and 20 at the time, it's real easy to say like, oh, you were just being like young and arrogant. It was a lot of that. I've always been that way. And I've always been a like, I've always been a like uh, dig my heels in kind of guy. I've always been like a line in the sand kind of guy. Like, nah, if I believe I'm right and I feel like I have justifications, I have a real problem. Like, it's somewhat stubbornness, but it's more of like, it's more of like uh, childhood trauma, I think. Like, 
I, I think I get that from like my dad, like never letting me talk or, um, you know, when I would visit him, I would I, like, people would do shitty things and I'd have to like clean it up and I'd, you know, try and try to convince and have all this evidence and nobody would believe me. So I just developed this real chip on my shoulder to be like, no, fuck you. Like I have all these reasons and I'm right. And I remember I stood up for myself and one of these people I worked with, a few of them actually, like over time, more people would tell me this. They're like, man, I, I respect you, man. I wish I could do that. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well, you kind of stood up for yourself. You told them they were wrong. You know, you went out. I'm like, that's crazy. I was like, man, what do you mean? You got more time here than me. Like you've been here like 10, 15 years. Like they, they should respect your opinion. You know, you should, you know, you should speak your mind. They're like, man, I can't, I can't afford to rock the boat. You know, I got retirement waiting on this. I got a 401k, you know, I got a family to feed, you know, I can't just be risking it. You know, I, I tend to just like take it and I don't really say nothing. I just do what they want. And I always thought that was kind of shitty. It's like, damn, like this is a government job, you know, this is like a, this is like I said, on paper, this is supposed to be a great job, and in reality, it was just a bunch of people who were like 40 years old who fucking hated that shit, like people, like people would tell me the craziest shit, and I'm like, damn, bro, like, I'd have to work here 20 years to get retirement, I'm only 20, you know, do I want to be, do I want to sound like that in my 30s, you know, I just always had a problem with like, oh, I'm not going to rock the boat, I'm going to just do whatever they, I have a real problem with that, like, you're a human, bro, you're a person, you shouldn't have to Especially when you do things for them, when you give them time of your life, you will never get back. Like, if you work at a job and you don't at least like it, like, I work at a gas station right now, right? But I work in the middle of the night. I don't do a whole lot. I don't deal with a lot of customers. Um, I get to do my own thing. I'm trusted to, you know, hold that shit down. Uh, I'm cool with my manager, you know? I'm okay with it. I like it a little bit. It's not my dream job. It's not what I see myself doing forever, but I don't hate it. You know, I've had a lot of jobs especially the last one I worked at a pawn shop that I just fucking hated. And in Chicago, I got a taste of that for the first time. But the thing that made it rough was like what I said, like it's on paper. This is supposed to be a great job. You get all these benefits. You know, you're, I had this special, it was called a cat card, a common access card. You get one even if you're in active duty military. Mine was just a civilian one. But you know, I was a, I was a government employee at like 19 years old. I went on a business trip to New York. I've talked about that before. Like I still hold that up on like one of my accomplishments that I was chosen as a young kid to do that shit, you know? And, um, and yeah, man, I just, it wasn't for me, I guess. And, uh, sometimes I still think back if I even quit the right way. Cause I was told if you don't do like this exit interview, no matter what, you can never be rehired at this company. Never, ever. It's like a scare tactic, I guess, but you know, it is what it is. You know, I quit that job and I ended up legit being a dishwasher full time because at the time I had a part time job where I worked at Panera Bread, uh, where I met my homie Alfredo. Shout out uh, if you're listening. And uh, I would wash dishes there part time. When I'd get off my office job, I'd go work at uh, this Panera Bread and I'd, uh, I'd wash dishes. So then when I quit the office job, I washed dishes at a Red Robin. So. <laughs> You know, six days a week, I was an underwater ceramic technician, baby. That's what I did. I scrubbed them dishes, and I dried them off, and I stacked them up, and I did it again until I got to go home, you know? And it was all right. Uh, it wasn't the best thing. Uh, it's not a great job. It's not a career path I choose for anybody, but it is what it is. Um, and yeah, man. Uh, when I lived in Chicago during that time, uh, I still remember just, you know, uh, a lot of it was a lonely endeavor once my brother moved. I didn't have a lot of family. I have family like uh, on the other end of Chicago, but it's like southern suburbs. It's like almost two and a half hours away if you count like driving through the city 
to get all the way up to North Chicago where I was living. But after all that information, this is like therapy, bro. I'm getting a lot of shit out, you know? After all that information, you understand how I ended up there, what I was doing, the opportunities that were given to me, what I left behind. Uh, some good things happened. There was a train station uh, right outside of the Navy base I worked at uh, so I could park there. And then on the weekends, uh, the metro in Chicago, the train, it's like $8 and you can ride as much as you want from Friday till Sunday. And man, I would go down the city on my own so many times, man. I would take my skateboard, a backpack, uh, some notebooks, a bunch of snacks and drinks because it's expensive. And man, I would just go down and literally explore, dude. Just a kid, just a young kid in his skateboard and a backpack all around downtown Chicago. I skated Man, there was one day I skated all the way from, you know, Central Station to, like, all the way down, you know, Lakeshore. And the lake, uh, like, um, Lakeshore is, like, the main road that drives along the lake outside of uh, Chicago, if you've ever been there. But then, like, there is, like, the actual lake itself that has, like, these long sidewalks. And there's a planetarium and then soldier stadiums down there where the Bears play. And, man, I skated, like damn near, you know, man, it had to be miles, like miles and miles and miles. And, you know, I was smoking weed back then. So, you know, I'd go duck off and find these cool little spots to smoke weed at, you know, feeling all rebellious, like, oh, I'm smoking a blunt in downtown Chicago. I'm about it. You know what I mean? And uh, it was cool, man. I would go out there and I would explore. And it was just really a break from reality, man. It was always surreal because every time I would get the same feeling, I forget what it's called. Maybe it's called Sonder. S-O-N-D-E-R, I think it's like when you realize everybody else like has a vivid life and their own reality that we're all experiencing at the same time, and I would always get that feeling every time I go to the city, man, like I, I could be, I, I could lie and tell anybody I'm anything down here, you know what I mean, nobody knows who I'm, who I am, where I'm from, what I've done, you know, I could be anybody, you know, I could be cooler than I really am, I could fit in, uh, you know, through like anonymity, you know, I can I can be a chameleon out here. And like that was the coolest part is like I never really did anything. And I had like I still look back on those days by myself with a skateboard. Especially the train rides, man. There was something romantic uh romantic to me about being on a on a train and especially like the metros, bro, they have a upper deck, like a upper layer. You could walk up this small, like small ass spiral staircase and you could sit up top and then people would stop below. Because I rode the train, so, like, I was the last uh, train stop on the northern line. I think it was the blue line. Uh, but I was the last stop past North Chicago in the suburbs. And then, well, it was, like, second to last. And then when I moved out and got my own place, the train station in Waukegan is literally the last stop on the north line. You can't go no further north. It's the last stop. And, um... I'd go sit up there because I knew I was in for a long haul. I knew it was about an hour train ride, maybe an hour 30, hour 45 if there's, like, you know, construction or, you know, if um, something happens. Like, sometimes trains get stuck in between the stops. And I just remember I'd sit up there, man, and I would look out the window and I'd write my rap songs. I'd listen to Logic. I listened to a lot of Logic back when I was in Chicago. And I would just look out the train window and I would, you know, romanticize my life and I would, you know, be real happy I wasn't in a in a small town with a bunch of cows anymore and that I was in this fresh start, but I can't lie. I got lonely. And I remember 
my buddy I was talking about uh, before I got on this giant rant of, you know, Chicago stuff. And uh, he came up to visit me one time, man. And it was like a long weekend. And he like had a break from college. And I took off work. And, man, we took the train. And, yeah, man, it was a great day. We got on the train. And, uh, you know, I took him downtown, bro. And we, like, it was kind of like I knew... I knew a little bit of where I was going and where, like, the main things were, but uh, we found, like, this Buddhist temple that was on the lake, and we went there, and that was amazing. Uh, it had, like, this cool garden. It was an absolutely beautiful structure. Like, like I don't know shit about architecture, but I've always appreciated, like, cool architecture. I don't know why. Even since I was a kid, I always just thought, like, cool buildings or walkways or temples. I thought all that shit was cool because you kind of stare at it and you're like, damn, like we made this shit as humans. It's crazy. Especially like when you're downtown in Chicago, it's just a metropolis, bro. You're looking at all these buildings like, damn, somebody made this, you know? But we went to this Buddhist temple. That was hella cool. That was like all the way out in the burbs, uh, like the rich part of like downtown Chicago. It was like in between the city and like, you know, the where the, stu- where the suburbs start to get deep. And we took like Uber and Lyft. We had like some free coupons. We, like we was bumming, bro. We was having a good weekend. And then after that, uh, we went to like visit a college that he was fond of, just to like kind of just walk around. Like we just strolled onto the campus and started walking around. It was cool as shit, bro. Uh, we went all the way to like Lincoln Park to like this little zoo. It's like a free zoo we went through. Um, and then we ended up all the way down at this place called Wiener Circle. This shit was on Action Bronson's, like, little food review show. This shit's been on, like, a bunch of food re- review places. It's this real cool hot dog shack in, in uh, downtown Chicago on the north side. And, uh, man, it's fucking awesome, bro. I, I miss that place. Uh, and we went there, and we had a great time, and uh, we ate some food. And then, uh, coincidentally, like, my name, I go by David. I really prefer my name to be David. But uh, a lot of my friends growing up call me Dave. It was just something like I fought it for the longest time. I always tell people my name's David. But man, after a while, it just kind of stuck. And I got like a nickname, Dapper Dave. And uh, yeah, all my homies would call me Dave. So it kind of stuck, even though I don't like it. I don't prefer it. But like, there's some homies that are going to call me that forever. And that it is what it is. You know, I'm not going to correct them no more. But um, anyways, you're like, why the fuck is he telling us about his fucking name preference? We don't give a shit. This is why. We were walking after the Wiener Circle. And we started walking down the road, bro. Fucking Dave's Records. Now, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show. I've talked about the fact that I collect comic books. But I also, like, even before comic books. I got into comic books, like, I've always been into comics. And, like, I knew a lot about them and, like, different stories and stuff. But I started collecting comics in Chicago as well. Because, uh, you know, once again, I wasn't in a pissed fucking small-ass town. And there was comic book stores that I would go to. And uh, it was real cool. And that's when I first started buying comic books. And even before that, when I was like, man, I had to be like 13, 14, I bought a bunch of Frank Sinatra records because of Logic. Logic Logic would always talk about Frank Sinatra. So I really got into Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., the Rat Pack, you know. And I would collect like all the Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin, and uh, Frank Sinatra records. And then, you know, over time, I got like some Elvis records and Johnny Cash and uh, I have a pretty good vinyl collection now. I have a lot of Beatles shit, uh, some Zeppelin, some Journey, uh, a bunch of cool shit, a lot of old shit. But um, it, it all just started off with Frank Sinatra records. So I found, uh, you know, we found Dave Re- Dave's records when we walked down like a block or two from the Wiener, Wiener Circle. 
And we're like, damn, bro, we got to go in there. Like, we got to go in there. And that morning when we drove to the train station, I drove to, like, the nicer train station because, like, the train station by my crib was kind of ghetto, and I didn't really like it. So I was like, no, we're going to go to the nice train station. That way my car is, like, not in a bad spot. Um, So we went to the nicer train station. On the way there, uh, or maybe it was... I remember it as on the way... I remember that I was the way to the train station in the morning, and I think he remembers it as we were coming back, but I believe it was in the morning. Maybe I'm making this up because I wanted to be more poetic, but on the way to the train station, Ticket to Ride came on by the Beatles, because uh, I'm a weirdo, and sometimes I'll throw on the radio if I find like a good radio station. I think I threw on the radio station, Ticket to Ride came on, and we were jamming out, you know, because we both really appreciate music. And um, he found Ticket to Ride on vinyl, bro, and he bought it, a little 45. And then I found, like, a Frank Sinatra record on a 45. Um, They were both, like, cheap and, like, real cool. So we both bought those, bro. And uh, he still has his one, and I still have mine with the sticker from Dave's Records on it. And uh, I get real fond of that day when I think back. And he might be right. Maybe it came on after we left. and it, It was just a real, like, synchronicity moment. Where it was like, damn, bro, like, this day is cool. And then I remember after we left the record shop, we walked around, went to a a few more different places in downtown Chicago. And then, bro, we went to Gino's East. A lot of people are going to tell you if you go to Chicago, you need to go to Lumalnati's Pizza. Um, I disagree. Lumalnati's is all right. Gino's East is my favorite, like, Chicago pizza. Partly because of this memory, but also just because I think I was better. And, uh... Man, Lou Malnati's is like, um, I don't want to say it's a tourist trap, but it's like everybody knows it, so people tend to go there just because they think it's the best. So you end up waiting forever for a table. Bro, if you order a deep dish people, uh, deep dish people, if you order, it's like that Rick and Morty episode where they change and it's like, yeah, can I, can I get a pizza with extra people? It's like, phone, it's like chairs ordering, <laughs> ordering pizza. But if you order a deep dish pizza from Lou Malnati's in Chicago, that shit, you're going to have to wait like an hour 20. They tell you straight up, you might as well get an appetizer and some beers because that shit ain't going to be ready for like an hour 20. You know what I'm saying? If you go to Gino's East, it's way less crowded. And man, if you're like me and you like dark, ominous places that aren't like, I don't like super bright places. It's just not my thing. You know, I'm more of like a dark atmosphere, weirdo kind of guy, like bat caves, you know? By the way, the new Batcave in the new the Batman movie is fucking awesome. It's so cool. But anyways, we went to Gino's East. And Gino's East is more laid back. It's darker vibes. They had like paint. Like everything in that bitch was signed with like paint markers and shit. It was a real cool vibe. And I was like 19 or 20 at the time. And when they asked me what I wanted to drink, I just went for it and asked for a beer, super confident. They didn't even card me, bro. And I just remember being so stoked that I got a beer with my, like, it was me and my homie. He's older than me, so he could get a beer, no problem. And, uh, yeah, it was just me and my homie drinking beer, eating pizza. And it was a great fucking meal, bro. And, yeah, we just did, we went to MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art. He got, he finessed them, got me in for free with, like, some student shit. We convinced them we were both students. I just didn't have my thing. And, uh... Yeah, bro, we went to MoMA on Star Wars Day. Uh, It was a great day, man. It was a super fucking fun day, man. And I think back to that a lot. And the reason I brought this up is if you are maybe a little bit younger than me or maybe you're my age, um, I think back to that time in my life a lot. And there's a lot of things maybe I would do different. 
I've always kind of sided with the fact of like, if I go back, I wouldn't change a thing because I wouldn't be who I am now if I didn't make those mistakes. And sometimes I bounce back and forth with that idea. Like, yeah, but maybe I'd be a better person if I made a better choice. Like making a mistake makes you a better person because you learn from it. But at the same time, if you have the knowledge to go back and change something to where you didn't have to put yourself through like unnecessary trauma for the sake of trauma, or you could learn a lesson faster. Why wouldn't you just do it? So I go back and forth on that, you know, hypothetical, you know, uh, that's like a common cliche of a question. So sometimes I say I changed nothing. And sometimes I get hung up thinking like, man, I would have done things different. Some of the things like I could have hooked up with a few more girls that I didn't know I could have uh, back in Chicago when I had my own place and whatnot. That's just a selfish Dave talking but man, I think I would have just appreciated that city a little more. Like I still, if it wasn't so expensive, like money wasn't a thing, I'd probably move back to Chicago and live there. Like, you know, in a perfect world, if I was like, you know, well off and wealthy, I'd like to end up back in Chicago or at least visit a couple times a year. Cause I really love that city, man. And uh, I even saw like a bears game in the middle of winter. It was like the most Chicago thing. You know, I had a fucking kielbasa sausage in the stands watching the bears lose to fucking, uh, it was the Washington Redskins then. It was the Washington Commanders. They fucked that up, by the way. I don't know how many of you watch football or give a shit. They used to be the Washington Redskins. Then PC was like, that's not allowed, even though there's a team called the Chiefs. Um, that's not allowed. So then they were the Washington football team. People started to like that because it was almost like Liverpool Football Club. Like It was like a, it's like a thing. And then they just fumbled the fucking ball named themselves the Commanders. Some bullshit. Um... But yeah, I watched the Bears lose because they fucking suck. They're awful. And it was awesome. I got to go with my aunt and my brother, and it was a great experience. And um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about Chicago a little bit and give you guys a little bit of stories from my life and my times and trials as a as a human being. Um, yeah, I, like, like I said, a lot of cool stuff. And at the time, too, I was like 19 years old. So it was a lot of like, I don't want to say a culture shock, but it was like a... Because I've always been well adapted to like cities and shit. You know, as like a 13 year old, my dad would send me off to San Diego to live with like my stepmom's family. So like they were my cousins, but they weren't like I didn't know these people. And I'd live there for like a month or two with all these, you know, 17, 18 year old kids. And I was just, you know, tag along. I was just a little tag along kid, bro. I remember I went to a fucking house party when I was like 13 years old playing beer pong with people, bro. And uh, yeah, not a, like not a great thing, but. Yeah, I've always been, like, well-adapted to, like, city culture and shit like that. And, um, yeah, man. I just, uh, I think back to, like, how different it was and how, I want to say, like, invigorating and refreshing it was, you know? I remember I'd go to skate parks. If you can't really make friends and you can somewhat skate and you ever end up in, like, a city you don't know nobody, go to a skate park. Well, it probably won't work now because I'm, like, 25, so I look like a weirdo. But back then, I was, like, 18, 19, so I fit in at the skate park. And I met a lot of cool people at the skate park. It took me, like, man, I don't even remember how it happened, but I went to this skate park in the hood when I moved out and I got my own crib. There was a skate park, like, I don't know, five, ten minutes away from where I lived. And uh, it was a nice skate park, and it was right by the water. It was real cool, and I would go there all the time, just practice, practice, practice my flat ground tricks, my manuals. I didn't try to like do anything too much. I'd ride the ball a little bit, but nothing crazy. And I would go there like, man, I went there for like weeks, maybe not weeks on end, but it was a few weeks in a row. And um, I don't remember what happened. I don't remember if a dude asked me to film for him, 
or you know what happened but i strike up these little small talk conversations with these dudes and i remember just one day bro this is how i started drinking beer by the way fun story that is birthed from chicago i was hanging out with these dudes i think their name like one of them is named edwin the other one was named mario and then the other one was named taquito uh but i think that was just like his nickname but um i'd hang out with them bro and we would skate and uh i'd buy weed from them and shit you know making little connections and uh, I remember one time they pulled out this backpack, bro. And this was like after, you know, like I got their numbers and they'd be like, are you coming to the park today? Like, yeah, I'll be at the park today. And they were like, yo, you want a beer? And I was like, peer pressure. These kids are younger than me. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll take a beer. They throw me this warm ass Budweiser, bro. And because I didn't want to look like a lame or a loser, I drank the whole thing while I was warm. I was like, you know what? This isn't that bad. You know, this is a decent little drink. And I remember I hated beer like in high school because I think at like one house party, I drank a bunch of beer because, like, this girl broke up with me, and I was real sad. And then, like, we went past her house, and there was some dude there, and I got, like, real upset. So then, like, my older friends and his brother were like, just drink these beers, bro. You don't think about it. And I drank a bunch of beer, and then I think I drank some liquor and smoked some weed, and I threw up peanut butter sandwiches on this dude's front door trying to, like, get outside to go throw up. And, uh, yeah, so I, like, hated beer. And then I remember being at that skate park and somebody being like, you want this warm-ass Budweiser? And I was like, fuck yeah, bro. Give me that shit. Give me that shit. I'll drink the shit out of that beer. I love Budweiser. It was beer. I love beer, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I miss those days for sure, man. But yeah, that was a little little weird episode, but you get a little insight into your, you know, your favorite podcast host, uh, some things I've been through, places I lived, how I ended up there, and some things that occurred while I was there. I got more stories. I got stories for days. So I started this shit. I got opinions and stories that need to be shared. Well, I guess they don't need to be, but I feel like they need to be, or at least I want them to be. But yeah, we're past the hour mark, which is great. It's always great when you pass an hour. I remember when like going to 30 minutes was a struggle, and now I could probably do I could probably do like a solo Joe Rogan episode. People probably wouldn't want to listen to me talk shit for three hours, but you know, fuck it, you know? Uh, we're getting more comfortable on the mic. And uh, like I said, it's kind of like therapy for me, man. I get to reflect, get some shit out, and you guys get to hear some cool shit and pass the time, whether you're at work or maybe you're stuck on the highway in traffic. Uh, maybe you're playing video games and you just don't want to listen to, you know, nine-year-old squeakers on your team. Get shit on. That was terrible. I usually do that louder and funnier when I play games with people. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for coming out. Um, almost forgot the weekly recommendation. Weekly recommendations are getting hard for me because I always feel or I always felt like when I started the weekly recommendations, I always felt like I had a bunch of shit that I wanted people to listen to or things I wanted them to see. And the more I do it, the more I get like self-conscious because I can't remember what I said or maybe I think something's going to be weird. And sometimes I just forget uh, to think about stuff, you know, Um, sometimes I just think about, you you know, a bunch of stuff and I don't remember, you know, what I really want to you know, share with people, but, um, I don't think I've, uh, done this before when I started making music in Chicago. That's another thing. I started my SoundCloud in Chicago. This is the last Chicago story for the thing. Cause this is already like an hour and seven minutes. But when I lived in Chicago, this dude I worked with, uh, who turned it out to be a giant piece of shit. Uh, anyways, <laughs> he invited me over because he found out I was making music on my iPhone. 
Um, this is another reason I say, like, if you want to start a podcast or you want to do something creative, fucking do it, bro. There's a million ways to be creative nowadays, uh, whether it's small or whether it's big. You don't have to invest in a camera and a, and a computer and uh, a microphone and all these things all at once. You can start out making videos on your phone. You can start out making a podcast on your phone. There's a literal app where you can make a podcast from your phone. I forget. I think it's called Anchor. I'm not sure, but you could do that shit straight from your phone. My buddy Brett said this on his podcast last week. Check it out, Bullish Project. But um, he said this shit. You could do this shit on your phone, all right? So stop fucking around being like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. I started making music on my iPhone SE when those came out. That was like a big deal because um, it was a cheaper uh, iPhone that was still like somewhat up to date. I started making music on my phone on GarageBand, and I mean making beats and recording vocals, and editing vocals, mixing and mastering the beats, all kinds of shit, I would go sit in my car and smoke black and milds in my apartment complex, mixing these, like, I forget who said it, I think it was Travis Scott's producer, somebody's producer just said this in an interview, that they didn't have anything to mix and master with, they didn't have, like, studio monitors, all they had was headphones, and you can make something in headphones, it sound like dog shit on different speakers, so he had an Uber driver come up, and he, like, sat in an Uber, like, with the volume turned all the way up, so he could mix and master, uh, or he could mix these songs before the master, some shit, I used to do that without knowing that was a thing, I used to go sit in my Hyundai Sonata, and turn the volume up, and adjust all the levels and the and the and the, and the vocal track and the eight oh eights and the drums and the synths. I would do all that shit so it sounded good in my car. Because if it sounded good in my car, it'll sound good in somebody else's car, right? And then I would do that and then I would listen to it on my headphones when I was done. And I would make music in my bathroom in my apartment on my phone. You know how hard it is to record vocals? Like right now when I'm talking on this podcast, I can hear myself through my headphones. It's like feedback. When I went to record with this dude, after I showed him I started making music, I started rapping and I could hear myself in my headphones and it fucked me up. He's like, yeah, it's feedback. He's like, it's so you can hear how you sound in real time through your headphones, like over the beat. And it took me like, bro, it probably took me like 30 minutes rapping over and over trying to uh, like get used to that because I had never had that before. I would just record with an instrumental and I would pray that the take was good and that I didn't stumble because uh, still to this day when I'm in music, I do everything in one take because that's all I know how to do. I'm self-taught, you know? And uh, yeah, I started making music in Chicago and that's where I started my SoundCloud. Um, but um, yeah, the name on my SoundCloud used to be Rorschach, but I changed it. Uh, I don't even know if the name I changed it to is going to stick, but uh, regardless, I don't really, uh, I still make music. I just haven't been posting anything. But um yeah, I started my SoundCloud and I had this whole like character persona of Rorschach. He's a comic book character. The reason this is important is because it ties into this week's break, weekly recommendation and me recommending it reminded me that I started all that shit in Chicago. Um, but this week's recli- weekly recommendation is Watchmen. Uh, so the movie's on Netflix and uh, it's a really good movie, um, especially that comic book movie. But um, to give you a quick synopsis, Jesus Christ, um, this like universe is like if superheroes were real, like in American culture, and it takes place in like the 80s during the Cold War. Um, uh, it's like uh, Richard Nixon's, I, I couldn't think of his first name, Richard Nixon's um, third term in office, like he gets reelected over and over, so like this war with the Russians is like escalating. Um, 
and it's like a take on if superheroes were real and it's a really good story uh about like them and the doomsday clock and like imminent nuclear war and how that would look if there were superheroes involved and shit like that um it's written uh fuck who's it written by yeah alan moore and then i think the drawings are dave gibbons um it's like one of my favorite comic books of all time. It is like, it might not be, but it used to be the world's best selling graphic novel of all time. The graphic novel's amazing. If you're not into comics, they made a movie, and the movie is a little different from the comic, but I don't have a lot of problems with that. I really like it. Uh, and Rorschach is one of my favorite comic books, probably up there with Batman and Spider Man. He's like number three. He's like, yeah, he's number three. And then like John Constantine's like number four. But yeah, he's like my third favorite comic book character of all time. And he has like the least amount of comics out of everybody. Um, he's in that story. And then he's in a few different DC stories. And DC Black Label like a year ago gave him a 12 set comic line. They kind of like brought him back. Um, so it's super cool. It's a great story that deals with like uh, a lot of different themes. Like uh, the value of human life, time. Uh, you know, uh, political views, um, you know, peace and, you know, avoiding war in this time, which is, you know, kind of gives me feelings like nowadays that we could use more people reading this. Um, maybe not, I don't want to spoil anything, but maybe not, but yeah, it's a real cool take on like if superheroes were real, how they would affect society. Um, it's a pretty good, like, you know, uh, investigative movie. Rorschach's kind of like a Batman character. He's a detective type, um, without all the gadgets and without all the money. So just kind of like a detective in a mask. Uh, but it's a really good story. Uh, I think it still holds up and the movie is on Netflix. If you want to check it out, it's great. It's a good movie. Uh, Negan from the walking dead is in it. Uh, so that's cool. And you know, there's a blue CGI guy, you know, so check it out. Watchmen. It influenced me a lot growing up. And then once I got into comics, it's, you know, I'm working on getting a whole set from the 80s of individual issues. Uh, so, yeah. And then, like I said, it even inspired me. Like, that was my rap persona for a couple years. I still wish I could make it work. But, like, a lot of people don't, like, when you see Rorschach spelled out, it's hard. And people don't know how to pronounce it. People don't get the reference. The whole point of the character was, like, you know, uh, I'm what you want to see. You know, it's all about perception. That was the basis of the character. Um, but, yeah. Check it out. Sorry for this episode being so long. It's the longest episode ever, I think. Uh, but thanks for sticking around if you made it all the way to the end. And, uh, yeah, time for the plugs. Getting a little bit more comfortable. Um, yeah, so follow us on Spotify. Go fucking find some random person and tell them to subscribe. Tell them to follow. Uh, I'm trying to get to 20 followers, so fucking follow me on Spotify. Please, do it. Do it. Just do it. Like this episode. Give it a little heart. Rate the show on Spotify. Give it one star. Give it five stars. Give it no stars if you're still not ready to, to rate the show. But yeah, get in touch with me if you don't know me. If you're a mystery downloader, if you're from a different place and you listen to this, send me an email, justlastweekpodcast at gmail.com. If you know me personally and you don't want me to know that it's you and you want to send a, a question, a comment, concern, a riddle, something to react to, hit us up, justlastweekpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on my cell phone, Facebook Messenger, Snapchat. Uh, good old text message. Hell, give me a phone call. We'll talk. A little one-on-one action. Private podcast just for you, you know? But yeah, like this. Share it. Uh, give it a thumbs up. Give it a thumbs down, you know? 
I promise by the end of next month, I will have every episode on YouTube. I promise. Uh, my boy Matt, if you're listening, uh, he's the guy that told me I need to get that on YouTube and I keep not doing it because I have a shitty laptop and it takes forever to render videos and I have to make them all by scratch. But anyways, I will get on the YouTube thing. So thank you all so much. I love doing this. I'm glad you're back for another week. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. 